You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. We're just having a word from our children's minister, Melissa Stevens. She's going to bring a word, and then that's it. So everybody's going to make it to lunch early. You're going to get seated quick. It's going to be nice, okay? All right, well, maybe not. Uh, I've done my part. Now, get mad at her if she keeps you long. Uh, but let me, let me pray over the offering, and then we'll, we'll pass that around, and, and then we'll do announcements. Lord, we, just, uh, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for uh, how you continue to expand uh, the ministries of this house. Lord, you continue to expand the reaches of this house. So, Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you that all you ask and all you require is that we give you our hearts. And this morning you have our hearts, Lord, and whatever we have to give. And we just thank you for how uh, what is given in this house is multiplied and sent literally all over the world. So we just thank you for all that you're doing, all that you're expanding. We just pray blessing over this offering and blessing over this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So while those guys are passing that around, I'm going to look at the announcements my super helper Mariah is back there giving us announcements. My wife's out of town as well. Uh, but we've got no children's church today because their teacher is teaching us. So those kiddos will just stay in here with us. Um, so no children's church today. And we'll be normal service next week. The Thanksgiving hours, we've got no activities this Wednesday night. The office will be closed uh, the 25th through the 27th. And then we'll be business as usual next Sunday. Um, we've got a Christmas celebration uh, for the ladies uh, and, and for the men, um, mainly for the ladies. Um, what we're doing is we are setting up just a, a real fun interior and exterior Christmas display for the community. We're going to put stuff up. We're going to decorate the church inside and out. Uh, we, we had a big, a big dream for what we want to do during Christmas time in, in this city. Um, that'll be a future thing that we do. It's just not feasible uh, in, in the times that we're in right now um, with the pandemic and different things like that. But uh, anyways, we're going to have, can you go back to that one, please? I need that information because I don't know it by heart. We're going to have uh, the women come up Wednesday night at 5 o'clock, and they're just going to start decorating, correct? And then afterwards, would we say 6.30? At 6.30, uh, bring, bring a pie, bring a, bring a dessert, and we're going to just have some fellowship time um, during the holiday season in the fellowship hall afterwards. The men are going to be doing a project that Wednesday to make sure that the things that the women set up don't blow away. So that's going to be our project. So we're going to set that up, and we're going to make sure they all turn on. We're going to plug them into the wall, make sure the lights work. So we're going to all be doing that Wednesday, December 2nd. That's going to be a lot of fun, so come and enjoy that. Usual children and youth service, everything will be normal. Um, but we'll come, we'll have fun uh, that Wednesday night, setting everything up for, for the Christmas season. Now we can go to the next one. Um, Yes. Okay, I didn't know what that was for a second. I didn't know that's what we were calling it. Kindness Project, Christmas edition. Um, so we have, and we're still working on the exact way that we're going to do all this with the school, but we're coordinating with the school and the community 
to hear about those families that are in, in desperate need coming to this Christmas season. Uh, now, we've done, we've done projects like this before, but it's always been outward focus. And that's really important to do. But I think first we need to pay attention to those that are in our own backyard that are right here that need help. And there are a lot of kids, just talking to the school, there are a lot of kids that will not have a Christmas. Um, families are in tough times, and so we get to be those people that provide that for them. And we're not talking about just providing their needs, but we're going to provide wants as well. And so Melissa, our children's minister, is working with the school, getting that coordinated. We'll have more information, but um, just be ready for that. Uh, it's an opportunity. We said there's a possibility of 42 kids. And my initial response was just like, I just, let's take all of them. I want all of them. But there are people in that school that really love, and they do this every year, and so we want to we wanna share, I guess. Um, but after that, we're going to get as many of those kids as we can, and we're going we're gonna to bless them this Christmas. Next slide, please. That's it? That's all of them. Okay. Um, so, Melissa, come on up here. Uh, Melissa is preaching because I'm making her. Um, she, she opened her mouth in staff meeting, and this is what happens when you open your mouth in staff meeting. She, and this is just, it, this is so much in the vision that the Lord gave me during, during our time apart in the, in the first quarantine days in March, when we were just, everybody was separated for those first few months, um, was a beautiful time for me because it was just me and the Lord. Didn't have to worry about church business. Didn't have to worry about anything but ministry-focused stuff. And so much of what he showed me was that he was bringing people that were living in the presence with him every single day and that we would be able to lead alongside. I wouldn't have to be pointing people in a direction, but they would be standing right next to me leading because the Spirit would be uniting us and we would be in step with one another. And Melissa has been such an example of that in the sense she does not leave the presence of God. She just doesn't leave. She never checks out of it. The Lord is always speaking and she's always downloading. And so in this very casual conversation, I don't even know how it brought up, it was very casual to her and she just tried to skip right over it like she didn't just blow my mind when she said what she said. And I'm not going to say it because I'm just going to leave it. I don't know where this sermon's going to go. But she said something that the Lord had shown her about the significance of our kids that I had never realized before. And it blew my mind. And this is something that I've read in Scripture over and over and over again. Blew my mind. She didn't know why it blew my mind, but it's like, Melissa, I don't live in process with the Lord of thinking about our kids 24-7 like you do. Um, so you can't just hit me in the face like that and just rush right over it with that, that revelation that she did. And I told her, I think it was the next day we had a meeting on Tuesday. I told her Wednesday, it's like, Melissa, if you, if you don't preach this Sunday about this topic, I'm going to. Because it can't wait. Um, it's, it's too profound and, and we need to see it. We need to hear it. Um, but I knew it was hers to do, so I just told her she had to do it. She really didn't have an option. She needed to do it. Um, it's just too significant. So I'm going to pray for her and then she'll get us started. Uh, Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you, thank you, thank you for this team of ministers that you've assembled. We thank you for their hearts, Lord, and we thank you that this one before us has been anointed for our kids. Lord, we thank you that her, her children's ministry is not 
just those that would come into this building, but her children's ministry reaches thousands. Lord, her children's ministry is for an entire generation and generations to come. You have anointed her to minister to these kids, and we thank you. Lord, we just pray blessing over her. We pray that you would find us ready and willing to receive the words that you have given her for us this morning. Lord, blow us away with revelation. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for her heart, and we thank you that we are blessed to encounter it this morning. So we just pray blessing over her words. Just anoint them as they go out. Lord, we pray peace over her now, clarity of vision and what you've given her to say. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know who was here for my first actual children's church Sunday when I had the kids come up here. I also had this vision I was going to want to do it for our expecting moms because they are with child. Child is being formed in the womb. And so I told him, I was like, I wanted to read Luke 141. It says, When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Just that. The child knew who Jesus was just by hearing the vessel's voice. Didn't take anything else. He knew Jesus was the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, just by hearing the vessel's voice. And so just, I mean, it's amazing to think we were formed for his glory in the womb. That's all it took. Like, we were for his glory. So just that child that Elizabeth was expecting was John. It's like, would grow up to be the beginning of launching of the Jesus movement. He was born part of the age of promise and the age of fulfillment. Just a little backstory of who that child would grow up to be in Elizabeth's womb. It's like, and if we could do that for our own children, just pour into our moms, pour into our children, that from when they were created in the womb, and to stand on the promise that God has given us. John was formed out of a promise. And to know the outcome that would happen because he loves us so. A child to grow up to never be shaken because the foundation has been laid and they live in that their whole lives. So just was thinking, not only does it happen in the womb. I mean, we were created for God's glory, essentially, just by we recognized who he, Jesus was in the womb of Elizabeth. So in Psalms, I'm just going to go to Psalms 139, 14 through 16. It says, I praise you because I am fearful and wonderfully made. I know that full well my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them could come to be. So before... We take our first breath of air. He knows who we are. And he has a purpose for us. And I've seen that in raising, or not raising, having these kids in my class. They've taken form of what man's called them to be trouble. They're not 
kind or they're not good or they have all these sicknesses. Man has labeled these kids. We've got to stop that. We've got to stop giving a man's label because they are so much more and have this power that they can do amazing things. If we want a revival, it's going to start with our kids because who do our kids look to? The parents, the grandparents, aunts, uncles, the friends. So who has to change? And what do we do? I mean, we don't want our kids carrying our baggage because essentially that's what happens. Our um, strongholds, if we don't lay them before God and give them to him, the kids end up carrying them. And it's not what God wants for them. And it's not easy. I know I struggle with wanting to pick that baggage back up and carry it because it's a crutch. I let it become a crutch. I was like, because I have this, I can do this. But it's not what it's about. We have to drop that strong code. We can't let our kids pick it up for us. And I've seen that just in these few months that I've been teaching these kids, they're carrying this baggage of the parents. And if our foundation is not a sturdy foundation, our kids' foundation is not going to be a sturdy foundation. They're going to shake and they're going to wave. And we can't expect them to do something that we're not doing for ourselves. So just a little. And then that also going back to where the child where Elizabeth is expecting. It says, Matthew eleven eleven. Truly I tell you, among those born of woman, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So what is that saying? The guy who knew just by the sound of the vessel's voice, we are greater than he. He knew who Jesus was, God was at the beginning, but we are greater than him. So we have no reason to doubt who God has called us to be. We just have to step in that. We have to walk in that. We have to claim it. We have to claim it for our kids. We have to stop letting the world raise our children. Because if we want a revival, it's going to start with our kids. Because we change for them. We've got to drop those strong codes, drop those crutches. We've got to give it to God. And in that, I mean, we'll see amazing things with kids not shaking. Our kids look to us when something's wrong in the world. I know Jax, a couple of weeks ago, was really worried. I was like, Jax, why are you worried? He's, he explained why. I was like, but who has us? He's like, God does. And I said, what does he do? He provides for us because he knows the birds don't worry, so why do we have to worry? And so... It's easy for them to do that because they see where we're coming from. You can ask Kendall McDonald. Some of you know Kendall McDonald. Um, he's a head pastor now as well. My, my first sermon, my wife was in the audience. She was my new girlfriend at the time, so pressure was on. And uh, it lasted about five minutes. I just got up there, I had about three pages of notes, and I started reading. <laughs> and I was sweating, like, 
uncomfortably sweating, like to where you looking at me became uncomfortable at how much I was sweating. And I just looked at Kendall and just, just like walked off stage. I didn't know what to do anymore. And I didn't want to, I was going to change churches that afternoon. I was stuck. I couldn't do it. I'm not going back. I, I broke up with Sarah. We were done. I couldn't do it. No, not really. Um, but there's, there's beauty in just saying what the Lord wants you to say. Man, not everything needs to be a message. Things just need to be the word of God. And you need to receive it, and we need to be done with it, right? We need to be done with it. That's good. Man, but can we just go over the highlights real quick? Because when she said in that meeting that an unborn baby recognized the coming of Jesus, that blew my mind. Blew my mind. And then it says that his mother received the Holy Spirit. The woman carrying Jesus received the Holy Spirit. And then John the Baptist's mom received the Holy Spirit. Those two vessels. In the New Covenant, the first two to receive the Holy Spirit were women. And the first to recognize the King of Kings was a baby, an unborn baby. And the king of kings was also an unborn baby. And who in society have we made the lowest of lows? Women and children. And now women and unborn babies and children. And we have squashed them. But the Lord in that one verse showed me the significance that I had not seen in a long time. Blew my mind. And then he started to tell me that every time a woman has a child, when she has a child in her and that baby is growing, this woman has the same opportunity that Mary and Elizabeth had because that woman can receive the Holy Spirit for herself. She has access to me now and she can raise someone that will do greater things than he did. Every single woman. I look at it with my wife, who knew who the Lord had called our children to be before they were born. That blows my mind. She knew who she was raising in the kingdom before they breathed their first breath. That's the way it's supposed to be, because now we're talking about raising a generation of people that only know God and who they are in Him. Babies that only know the Holy Spirit that only know that they have been anointed and then walk in that every day of their life, not later in their life, every day of their life. I want kids to prophesy in here. I want kids to dream dreams and see visions. And that gets to be in here, but the Lord also gave me this other vision for this morning. He showed me this vision of us standing on this ground floor, right? And we hope that our that our ceiling is our children's ground floor. That's what we pray for. But what he showed me was us standing on this ground floor, not moving, and our children having to walk up a staircase past us to stand on a ceiling that the Lord had established for them that had not been established by those that were supposed to establish it. Does that make sense? that our children had to leave us behind because we weren't getting the job done. 
powerful. But that will not be this house. I'm telling you right now, that will not be the story of this house. He was showing me that's what we're seeing in the world today, in the Christian world today. That will not be this place. This will be a place where these babies will know the presence of the king before they breathe their first breath. Amen? Amen. Amen. That can be. It's time for us to expand the dreams that we dream with the Lord. Because we've not even started to scratch the surface of the reality with God. That an unborn baby could celebrate in the womb the coming of the king. And that can still happen to this day. When we sing his praises, when we shout praises to him on Sunday mornings, man, there should be some dancing bellies. Right? I'm not trying to single y'all out. (laughs) But that's what we get. That's the opportunity that we have. And I'm blessed that we have someone over our kids that sees that. Amen? Amen, man. Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you for how you're moving and how quickly you're moving. And we thank you. We thank you for how you come after our children, how you are jealous for their hearts. Lord, I pray that we would grab a hold to every word that you speak. We would apply it to our lives. Lord, that we would live in such a way that these children would wander into the depths of God that we cannot imagine and that we would be able to lead them there. Lord, I pray for the day where we are able to minister alongside our children. Lord, I thank you for the day that we live in now where children from day one to the end of their day will only know and only have testimony of the goodness of God and their relationship with you. I thank you that we live in those days, but I pray that it would continue, that it would expand like fire, it would spread like fire. The children that would raise, rise up in the kingdom. Lord, we pray for every word that you speak through this vessel, Melissa, would be established in these children all the days of their life. Lord, we pray for immediate, we pray for immediate fruit. Lord, we thank you for the pureness of kids, for their ability to simply observe and believe. So I pray that what they would believe, what they observe in us, and then believe about themselves would only be things that exist in your heart for them. Lord, and that every word that is spoken over them, they would receive it, believe it, and live it. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the mystery and how you work. And we thank you that we can just come, submit to what you have for us this morning, and be blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you have anything else? That's it. Hey, there's no music either. So you guys, woo, you're dismissed, but don't. Don't get in the habit of this. Not going to happen again. Next week, we're making up for it. Three-hour service, okay? Three-hour service. It's, it's part of the contract, all right? There's a rollover minutes. All right, so we'll have it next week. Hey, you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Be blessed. No church Wednesday night. We will have church this evening watching The Chosen, I believe. Um, yes, we will. Um, 
And uh, that's it, though. That's it. And then we'll see you next Sunday. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.